Bibles, I would like to turn to the book of John, first chapter, verse 1, which, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Tonight, I would like to speak to you from a God, a thought God put on my heart, a word I feel like He gave me for this church, and the title of my message is, When Jesus Speaks. Uh, let's pray, church. Lord, I pray that you anoint me to speak. And do only what you have given me, Lord. Nothing more, nothing less. I pray that you anoint our ears and our hearts and our minds to hear the words that you've given us tonight, Lord. And in Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Tonight, church, pastor said he wished he had a prop Sunday. You know, he, he, like, he, he needed two or three of them to eat him, Brother John. Uh, but tonight I got my prop. I brought my prop with me. Tonight, church, I want to talk to you about this book. This book. But that's exactly where I want to start tonight. This is not just some book, church. This book is our source of hope. This book is alive. It is our ticket to heaven. It's so much more than just a book. It is the word of God. It has been printed in over 1,200 different languages. It was written in three different languages. Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek. It has over 611,000 words in it, written in it. It has 185 songs within its pages. It is the best-selling book in the world with over 100 million copies sold each year. That's pretty staggering. 100 million copies each year. And that's even for 2021. Over 100 million. It is the most stolen book ever. Pretty interesting. Most stolen book ever. Taken out of hotels, hospitals. Uh, okay. But as awesome as all these facts are about the Bible, our church, none of them can even come close to what is the most important thing. And that is the words written in red. There is an old saying that states the words in red will mess with your head. Well, there's a good reason for that. The words in red are the words of Jesus. It's the words that are spoken directly to you and me. Oh. And when Jesus speaks, he gives us direction. He gives us instruction. When he speaks, he gives us peace. He speaks truth. He speaks love. He speaks life. In John 10 and 10, the Bible states that the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. He promised his life. Not just life, but life more abundantly. A better life. And I'm still speaking tonight about the words in red, church. For when Jesus speaks, he teaches us right from wrong. What we should and should not do. He teaches us how to be humble. How to pray. How to be holy. And in 1 Peter 1 and 16 he says, because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. When he speaks, church, foundations are shaken. Mountains fall down. When he speaks, nothing shall be impossible. Miracles happen. And here's just a few examples of those miracles that were spoken. Matthew chapter 8, when Jesus entered in Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick with a palsy, grievously tormented. 
And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled. That's the only two times that he marveled in the Bible. This was one of them. He, he marveled at the Gentiles' faith. That's pretty, that's pretty amazing. Um, and, and when he heard it, he marveled. He said to them that followed, Verily I say to you, I have not found so great a faith, no, not in Israel. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done in thee. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. In Luke chapter 17, it comes to pass in Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priest. That's all he said. And it came to pass as they went, they were cleansed. Just by his voice, church. John chapter 11 says, Now there was a certain man by the name of Lazarus and of Bethany, a town of Mary and his sister Martha. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. And when Jesus heard that, he said, The sickness is not unto death, but the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Then after that, saith he to his disciples, Let us go into Judea again. Then said Jesus unto them, plainly, Lazarus is dead. Jesus saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Jesus therefore again groaning in himself cometh to the grave. It was a cave and stone laid upon it. Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh. For he has been dead four days. Then they took away the stone and the place where his dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Just by his voice. Just by his voice. Never laid a hand on him. Just by his voice. And Lazarus, four dead. Four days, Lazarus was dead. These are just a few examples, church, of the miraculous power and authority that happens when Jesus speaks. Just a few of them. There's, there's several in there. And with that same power and authority, he will do the same for us. He will and can speak all these things that I have spoken about tonight into our lives as well, church. I would like to leave you with the story of a man by the name of William Tyndale. If you don't know who he is, hopefully you'll get a little glimpse of him tonight. But we should all know who he is. Um, he's a man who was very intelligent. A man who could speak many different languages. A man who had a great passion for the Bible and the words that are written in it. His mission, or calling, was that everyone should have a chance to read the Bible. So he and others began to translate the Bible into English. Going against the king's orders and printing English Bibles secretly. Until he was caught and tried for treason. Where he was hanged in the center of town. All because of his passion for God's word and the words that are written in it. His last words were a prayer. A prayer for the king. He prayed, O oh Lord, open the king of England's eyes. 
That was his simple prayer. That was his last words, church. Three years after his death, the king's eyes were open. And, and our Bibles were printed. And because of Mr. William Tyndale and others responsible, we have the King James Version Bible. Even today, over 80% of the words in here are wrote, translated by Mr. William Tyndale. In the 15th century, it was 1506 or something like that, a long time ago, but he translated it, church, but he died for it. You know, his passion for what was in this Bible, the words that were spoken in this Bible, the voices that he heard when he reads this Bible, that, that's what was important to him. He listened and he obeyed. So I leave you with this, church. When Jesus speaks, will you listen? When he speaks, will you obey? When all the noise and the chaos of this life and this world come crashing down on you, will you hear him? Will you obey him? Let's all stand, church. I'm, I'm done. Lord, I pray that you will give us a renewed desire for your word tonight. That you will send a fresh wind into our lives and obey your voice. Lord, let us to hear and obey your voice tonight, Jesus. Lord, to pray without ceasing. To fall in love with your word. In Jesus' name.